Welcome to this Edge Church podcast. We are a people whose mission is to know Christ, be the church, and serve our community. We pray you are blessed and equipped by this message. I love how for people of faith, the beginning of a new year is just so unique. It's different to any other person. Like a lot of people love New Year's resolutions and like to start a year with some fresh things in their life. But for people of faith, for people of faith, we serve a God who says, behold, I am making all things new. We have a God who, when we come into His presence, He makes things newer and newer. (laughs) He makes things fresher and fresher. And so for people of faith, when we begin a new year, we have a new opportunity to build an altar of worship. And at that altar of worship, we get to experience times of refreshing in the presence of the Lord. And there is a drawing happening right now in our house for people to come close to the God who makes all things new. And I wanna declare this morning that it's a new day. And I wanna declare by the Spirit of God that there is freedom in the Name of Jesus. And I see people at the beginning of this year, I see people just walking in a whole new freedom in God, just feeling free, just feeling refreshed, just feeling lighter out of this encounter with God. Come on, the heaviness is lifting off people. God is shifting mindsets. He's healing hearts. He's lifting hopes, amen. There there is a whole fresh start of faith happening in people's lives at this start of the year. I'm praying for fresh peace, a fresh joy, amen, a fresh faith and a whole new day in God. How many of you know God is in the conversion business. He's in the conversion business. And, and conversion is how God just makes us completely new. He renews our lives. Conversion is not just for people who are new to faith, like, you know, the day we came to faith, you know, we talk about our conversion experience. But for people of faith, we have those conversions in God happening on a fairly regular basis because He's the God that makes all things new. He continues to transform our hearts and lives to such a degree where I gotta tell you that sometimes it's like you become a different person. And this morning, I wanna talk around the topic of a different person, a different person. First Samuel chapter 10, um, in 1 Samuel, we get this incredible story of Samuel the prophet and his anointing Saul with oil um, to be the man of God that he was called to be. And in that picture today, I'm not so much interested in just what happened with Saul. I'm interested in what God loves to do in our lives too. I'm not just interested in his anointing, I'm interested in yours, <laughs> the anointing of the Holy Spirit that's on your life. 1 Samuel chapter 10, verse one. Then Samuel took a flask of oil. This is the anointing oil of God. It's representative of the Holy Spirit. It represents spiritual power and authority. And he poured it on his head 
and kissed him, not very COVID safe, kissed him and said, is it not because the Lord has anointed you commander over his inheritance? When you have departed from me today, you'll find two men by Rachel's tomb in the territory of Benjamin in Zelzar. And they will say to you, the donkeys which you went to look for have been found. Now the backstory is that Saul's running around. He's been doing this for a couple of days. He's, he's searching for his dad's lost donkeys. Um, they've been found. And now your father has ceased caring about the donkeys. He's worried about you saying, what shall I do? about my son. Verse three, this is the prophet speaking, okay? So he's seeing into the future and he's bringing the future into his presence so he'll know that this is God. This is God speaking to his life. This is a God encounter. Verse three, then you shall go on from there and come to the terebinth tree of Tabor. There three men going up to God at Bethel will meet you. One carrying three young goats, another carrying three loaves of bread and another carrying a skin of wine. Very uh, specific things here. And they will greet you and give you two loaves of bread, which you shall receive from their hands. And after that, you shall come up to the hill of God where the Philistine garrison is. And it will happen. This is his, his, his prophecy. It will happen when you have come there to the city that you will meet a group of prophets coming down from the high place with a stringed instrument, a tambourine. Come on, somebody here wanted that word this morning. It's tambourine time. It's time for the timbrels to rise. And you know, there's a flute, a flute of fire. There's a harp before them. It's, in other words, it's the, whole, it's the whole worship team. There's the bass guitar, there's the lead guitar. The whole worship team's coming down and they will be prophesying. Prophecy is giving God's mind into our now situation, to God's mind by His Spirit, speaking to our lives in a way that is fresh and alive. In verse six, then the Spirit of the Lord, God, the Holy Spirit, the, the, not a separate, the third person of the Trinity, who is here today, here right now. The Spirit of the living God will come upon you and you will prophesy with them and be turned into a different person, a, a completely whole new person for a whole new day, a completely different person. Verse nine, so it was. In other words, everything that He prophesied came to pass. When he had turned his back to go from Samuel, that God gave him another heart. Wow. God gave him another heart. If he did it for him, he can do it for you. <laughs> gave him another heart and all those signs came to pass that day, amen. Oh, Father, we just pray that You'd come and minister through Your Word. I pray that You'd take this Word and, and by Your Spirit, the same Spirit, the Spirit of the living God, come and do a work of freshness in our life too. God, I pray that we would see You do a whole new work where, where it's like people are 
a different person. They, they have a whole new heart because of all that you have done in their life. Spirit of God, take us by the hand and lead us into all truth. We pray that you would empower your word today. Speak to people, we pray in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. A different person. The Spirit of God is in the business of transformation. How many of you know that? He's in the business of resurrection. He's in, the, he's in the business of regeneration. You know, one moment in God will transform us, will change us, and we become a different person. The oil of anointing was poured on Saul and he was transformed into a different person. Throughout Scripture, every prophet, every priest, and every king was anointed with oil, anointed by the Holy Spirit. And when they were anointed with that Holy Spirit, they became a different person. They were given spiritual authority and spiritual empowerment to do what God was calling them to do. Uh, and, and a lot of that, I'm talking about an Old Testament picture, but we are in a New Testament reality where we are a kingdom of priests. We are God's prophets, priests and kings. This church is made up of women of God and men of God who are called to be anointed by God, to carry the Spirit of God and declare the Word of God to your generation. And so we need that anointing. We need that empowering of the Holy Spirit if we are ever going to be the people that God is calling us to be. When we come under the anointing of the Holy Spirit, hey, I gotta tell you, things change. If you ever encounter God, I gotta tell you, we're gonna, we're, some things are gonna shift when we get into His presence because in His presence, things get newer and newer. They get fresher and fresher. It's like we become a different person. The King James, I love the King James language because it says, Saul, it's, he became another man. Who is this guy? He went into an encounter with God one way, he came out another. He became a different person. And today I've got to tell you, for some people here, you need to hear this. Your destiny is calling for another you. Your, your future is calling for a different person. Samuel the prophet pours oil of anointing over Saul's life. And in some ways it's an Old Testament picture of what the Holy Spirit wants to do in the lives of a believer. You know, because what we see here is Samuel's a type of, you know, this prophetic activity of the Holy Spirit. You know, Jesus says the Holy Spirit is our advocate. He comes alongside us. He is our helper. He's our comforter. And, and what does He do? He, he reveals God's truth to us. He reveals God's plan to us, but He also empowers us with His Spirit. He is the advocate of revelation. What we see in this story, He is the advocate of revelation that interprets our past, positions us in the present and prophesies into our future. That's, that's what the Spirit of God can do in our life. I gotta tell you, every significant shift of God in my life was marked by an anointing and empowerment for personal transformation, where I became a different person. Well, well, what do you mean by that? Well, salvation, salvation is a transfiguration. <laughs> I gotta tell you, 1993, when I was 20 years old, I came into one of the major shifts of my life when I came to faith. 
And when I came to faith, I received an anointing from the Holy Spirit, a regeneration of the Holy Spirit, where I gotta tell you, I became a different person. The Bible calls it being born again. You're you're a whole new person. You get a whole new heart. There's a change of your wants, a change of your desires. You come to Christ and everything changes. But I gotta tell you, that wasn't self-help. I I didn't pick up, you know, you know, the, the 10 step program and get sorted out out of my alcoholism and drug addiction. No, I had, I had an encounter with God. I received an anointing and it's like I was a different person. My friends go, man, you changed. And I'm like, thank you. Yes, I'm a different person. But that's just one conversion. There, there's many conversions that occurred in my life. I, you know, I, I, that was 1993 and 1994, I had an encounter with God where I was called into preparation, called into ministry. I was called into Bible college. I went to Bible college for three years. I, I, I only came into an encounter with God 12 months ago. Man, I, I only just sort of, you know, separated my cigarettes from my theology books of six months ago, you know, and I've been called, sorry if that shocks you. <laughs> you know, it's a long time ago. Just give me some grace. You know, I'm a different person, right? And, and, and I had an encounter with God where I was called into Bible college and that was a whole season of preparation. And I, it, it started with an encounter with God where I became a different person. I, fact, I, thought, I thought that I'd ruined my mind. I thought I didn't have the ability to study. I thought that because of all the drugs and all the dysfunction of my life, I, I didn't think I'd have the ability to learn. And, and God just gave me a whole, new, a, a whole new mind, a whole new mind. He restored my mind, He healed my mind. <laughs> Here I am studying Greek, I got a high distinction in Greek. I, I don't have one now, that's for sure. I'm a different person, use it or lose it. But you know, but back then, you know, uh, I had an anointing for it. I became a different person. You know, I, I, I um, uh, was called into ministry and the call into ministry, I was an accidental pastor. I wasn't looking, I didn't go to Bible college thinking I'd be a pastor. I went to Bible college because I love God. I wanted to meet with God. I needed to know Him <laughs> and the power of His resurrection. I was an accidental pastor. I didn't know that was happening. I got called into that by accident. And, but, but God gave me an anointing for that. And it's like I became a different person because it wasn't based on my personality. It was based on the anointing of God in my life. You know, when I came into a functional, godly relationship with my future wife, I received an anointing, the anointing of love. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and it, was, it was like I became a different person. And, uh, you know, how do you know? Well, I came into marriage. And, and how do you know? When you come into marriage, you need an anointing because it's time to be a different person. I needed that because the person of my past was incompatible with with my future. So so I became a different person when I I came into marriage. Now we've been married 25 years and my wife during that time has had seven husbands and all of them are me, right? How many of you know? I've changed, I've changed, I've changed. There's so many, you know, God called us here to Adelaide in 2008. I became a different person. He anointed me for a transition. I became a different person for what He was calling me into. I wasn't just staying the same same guy. No, He he, he is the God who makes all things new. Hey, and how have you know? Then we had kids. You know, we had kids. And how have you know when you have children, you need an anointing. 
You're about to become a different person, like it or not. When we had kids, our, our eldest, our firstborn child, I mean, we got the nursery room, you know, when you, everything's getting set up, it's the firstborn child, the secondborn child, you just put them in the manger out in the field, you know. But the firstborn child, you know, you've got a feature wall, you know, you got painted it all fresh, you got curtains, it's all amazing. And I remember our, our firstborn, you know, she, she just wouldn't sleep through the night. She had all kinds of, you know, um, I think she was a colicky baby and, and, uh, and she just... She just howled at the moon for eight weeks. And I remember sitting on this, the floor of this beautiful new nursery and both of us are sitting there crying, going, what have we done to ourselves? You know, what, what have we done? Remember driving home from work, work being ministry, driving home from work down the Pacific Highway in Queensland and thinking, you know, our, our house was a turnoff on the way to the highway that goes to the Gold Coast. And I remember driving down late one night, coming home from work going, I wonder if Dee would mind if I just stayed the night down the Gold Coast tonight, you know, just because I need, how of you know, I needed an anointing for that, an anointing and a from God to become a different person. Yeah, and now I've got to tell you, it's, it, it doesn't stop, right? You know, my kids now are 19 and 17. My eldest, when she finished high school, I felt like, job done! No, you need an anointing, right? Our kids are 19, 17, and we need a whole fresh anointing for the stage that we're in. We need the empowering of God. But what about you? What's new in your life? Are you going through any changes, any shifts, any transitions? Maybe here today, maybe you're not who you used to be, but but maybe you're not quite who you're being called to be. Well, God wants to bring you into a fresh empowering of His Spirit and empower you. What about in your faith journey? What about in your relationships? What about your marriage or your family? What about, what about you as a mum or you as a dad? Because we can receive an empowering from God and clarity from heaven. What about in your personal freedom? What about in your vocation? What about in your education? Come on, some of the young people going back to school or going into your uni degree. Come on, it's time to receive an anointing to be that different person that God is calling you to be. So the book of Samuel shows us that when we encounter God like this, there's at least four stages, at least four stages. There's preparation, elevation, association and transformation. Preparation where, where God deals with our past. Elevation where we are called up to the mountain of the Lord into, a, into the presence of God. There's association where God brings us into a company of prophets, people of faith. And there's transformation where our hearts and lives made new. Only God can do that. So there's preparation, elevation, association and transformation. Number one, preparation. The prophet says in verse two, the donkeys which you went to look for have been found and now your father has ceased caring about the donkeys and is worrying about you. When it comes to preparation, God begins to speak to some of the things in our past that are complete distractions. Our donkey chasing. <laughs> Saul shifted from chasing a donkey to chasing his destiny. And for Saul, we see that the thing that God was using to prepare him for his future was 
was this whole thing of he's running around looking for his father's donkeys. That's the backstory. They're all lost. He's exhausting himself. If you read the backstory, he's going through one boundary after another. He's chasing and chasing. He's looking for lost things. He's not finding them. He's exhausting himself on distraction. And when God gets ready to prepare us for our future, He will start by addressing our past. Uh, Preparation precedes transformation, right? So Samuel speaks prophetically about Saul's past, his stubborn donkey dysfunctionality, (laughs) his donkey disorders. God will deal with our past. He's anointed with prophetic revelation that, that speaks to the past, prepares for the present, reveals our future. So let me ask a question this morning. Uh, are your donkey days over? You know, chasing those stubborn mules, those stubborn things, those lost things. Have you stopped running around chasing lost things? What are the things from last year that are just past their use by date? Come on, what, what, what things are worth letting go of in 2024? What things dominated your life in 2023 that don't belong in 2024? Because it's time to let it go. It's a lost cause. My donkey disappointments, my donkey drama, my donkey discontent, I'm letting it go. Why? Because God is anointing us and empowering us for a whole new day and a whole new future. <laughs> so when we let go of those old, Donkeys, it can feel like a bit of a loss, but it's not a loss, it's liberation. It's a complete freedom. Why? Because God has something better than that. And those things are just holding you back from the person that God's calling you to be. They don't serve your future anymore. Let it go, let it go. And we too can live our lives chasing lost things failed relationships outside the boundaries of God's plan, addictions, broken patterns that keep hurting us. Have you ever spent your life chasing the wrong thing? Come on, Spirit of God's lovingly here today, ministering to us. Do you know what that's like? Do you know what it's like to be worn out in sin? I do. My, my adolescence was, was marked with drug addiction, alcoholism, dysfunctional relationships. So I know even what it's like to be a 20 year old with an old soul, feels tired and worn out chasing donkeys. <laughs> but when God gets ready to prepare you for your future, He will start prophetically addressing your past, amen? So there's forgiveness and there's grace and there's liberty and there's, and there's healing and there's restoration. But we have to be willing to let go of the empty life that we've chased in order to receive the blessed life that God's calling us into in our future. We need to say, hey, my donkey days are over. Come on, don't let the issues of yesterday rob you of your tomorrow. You can't go into your future looking like your past. Your history has no authority over your destiny destiny, let it go. Amen. Amen. So first there's preparation. That secondly leads to elevation. Verse three says, three men are going up. See the elevation. They're going up to God. Not just going up in general. They're going up to meet with God. Where? At Bethel, 
at Bethel. Bethel, um, the word means house of God. It means it's the meeting place of heaven and earth. It's the place where the windows of heaven are open. And they're going up to God at Bethel. They'll meet you. Verse five says, after that, you shall come up. Again, it's elevation, right? It's a journey. The path of the righteous winds upwards. We're heading to God. Come up to the hill of God where the Philistine garrison is. So there's the first elevation. There's three men and they're going up to God. And, and so what he's saying is, hey, look for those around you who are moving you up into the presence of God. How many of you know we need that? Man, I, I need some people around me like that who have this upward movement towards prayer, upward movement towards worship, and they're lifting me to the house of God. And when I say the house of God, I'm not just talking about church meetings, right? I'm talking about God meetings. God is calling us up into an encounter. The second elevation is this ongoing growth and maturity. After that, you'll come up to the hill of God. And Saul, you have to go up if you're gonna grow up and you need to head up to the, the encounter of God in, at Bethel, that meeting place. And the problem is too often we get occupied too low with the issues of life and we, and we miss out on the prophetic wonders that God is calling us into. There's revelation waiting for us at the hill of God. And so together we're called to go up in worship we're told, called to go up in prayer. We're called to go up in the Word. How do you know? God's got something to say. He's the great I am, not the great I was. Come on, He's present. He's the ever-present help in time of need. In other words, God's got something to say to your now situation right now. God is not dead. God is alive. He is here. He is near. God has something to say. He's got something to say. He's got something to say right now. Don't miss out. Come up. <laughs> Come on, the timing of God is so consequential. I mean, if God's got something to say about my now, why would I wait for later? I was talking to Steve Dunn this morning and, and he told me a story about a guy that went to a doctor and the guy went to the doctor and the doctor said to him, I've got some serious news for you. I've got some bad news and I've got some very bad news. He said, well, that doesn't sound good. Let's just start with the bad news. The bad news is you only have three days left to live. <laughs> If that's the bad news, what's the really bad news? The really bad news is we tried to get you two days ago. And <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't pick up. <laughs> How do you know? The timing of God's Word is important, right? We, if He has a now Word, why, why do I wanna wait for tomorrow? And, and I don't wanna live on old revelation. If God's got something to say, I wanna go up to the mountain of the Lord. God has something to say into our now situation. And listen, the truth is we have to face our spiritual enemies that are contending for that place of prayer. The place of prayer and the place of the Word of God and the sacred place of worship is contended by a very real enemy that seeks to rob, kill and destroy. Because huh. it says that on the hill of the Lord, there is this Philistine garrison. Other translations call it the Philistine governors. The NET describes it as the Philistine officials or the authorities. In other words, if you're an authority, it's a, or others say it's a stronghold. And what that means is that there is, a, there is a stronghold of the hill of God. And the enemy is the authority dictating what you can and cannot do. But how many of you know 
that there is power in the cross of Christ. How many of you know that He disarmed and defanged all of our enemies? Come on, and, and, and we can come under His victory and come up. But, but I gotta tell you, the place of prayer is a place that is contended. It's a battlefield because that is the place of revelation. That is the place of empowerment. And we are called up into that place. And it's time to take the strategic high ground in God. Don't let the enemy control your future any longer. <laughs> Some things that you'll never see until you go up. There's some things that'll never make sense until you go up into the presence of God. There's some things that will never change until you go up. But we are called to be people of the power and presence of God. Can anyone say amen this morning? There is preparation, there's elevation. And that leads to number three, association. Verse five says, and it will happen that when you have come there to the city that you will meet a group of prophets coming down from the high place with a stringed instrument, a tambourine, a flute, a harp before them, all the worship, and they will be prophesying. So, so let me just kind of um, put this together a little bit, summarise what we're up to. Samuel says, first, God will come. He'll, he's gonna address your heart, the things in your past. Then He address, addresses your environment. It's time to go up into the presence of God. But then he says, now look at your circle of friends. Look at those who are around you. Because when you go up to the hill of God, you're gonna find a company of prophets that are coming down. Where are they coming down from? The hill of God. They're coming down, they're full of the Spirit of God. They're full of the Word of God. And, and what are they doing? They're prophesying. They are declaring the wonderful works of God and, and, and they are declaring God's Word with God's Spirit. It's an atmosphere of worship. It's an atmosphere of faith. And they're a group of prophets and they're coming down from the high place and there is a sound of revelation that is coming from heaven to earth. And you know, I, I just wanna be open with you this morning. One of the things that I'm praying for, <laughs> one of the things I'm praying for personally is a company of prophets around my life. You know, and I'm not talking about church leadership. I'm not talking about church structure. I'm not even talking about the church, church vision. I'm talking about on a personal level, I've been finding myself praying for a company of prophets. I mean, just for my own health, my own spiritual health, my own future in God, just for my own spiritual encouragement. I need a circle of prophets that heart that are heart and soul in the Gospel, that are believe in transforming the world and the power of the Gospel, that we can prophesy together with, that draw me closer into the things of God, that cause me to be stirred and lifted in my faith, in my purpose. And that company of prophets, they came with a whole new sense of worship and freedom where they're glorifying God, declaring He is worthy of it all, Amen. And I wanna declare by the Spirit of God that in 2024, the worship of this house will come from heaven to earth. That there is a fresh sound coming from heaven to earth. Coming down, it's coming down from the place of prayer, coming down 
from the place of God's presence and the the prophetic mind of God is coming down with it. Power is coming down with it. Freedom is coming down with it. There is an anointing for freedom and liberty in the presence of God. Transformation is coming with it. In 2024, I believe that God is going to bring whole new circles of faith that are going to prophesy together with us. I believe that we are coming into a season of whole new partnerships that God is going to connect Edge Church to the broader, wider body of Christ and we are going to prophesy together and there is going to be a realignment into the great commission and the great commandment and God is going to propel us forward and with it will come a greater sense of worship. There are new songs that'll be written. There is new sound coming from God. People will encounter God's presence in the middle of worship and they will be free. They will be liberated. They will dream again. They'll be healed. Amen. God, bring a whole new company of prophets down from the presence of God. God, help us to go up so that we grow up. (laughs) We pray for that whole new day, God. We pray for a fresh anointing on the whole congregation. I pray that as we worship together, we won't be talking about the anointing on the platform, but we'll be talking about the anointing in the room that from front to back, our heart's passion would be to glorify God, enjoy Him forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Is He worthy? Worthy, deserving of it all, heart and soul. (laughs) Listen, we need to dwell in the company of prophets not the company of pessimists. (laughs) Because you can't get set free in the company of prisoners. Right? I got to get around some free people (laughs) that are liberated in the things of God so that we can prophesy God's mind together. Samuel says, when you change your association, when you change your association, when this company of prophets comes down, this is what he says, something Something is going to happen by the Spirit of God, not by you, by the Spirit of God. And you're gonna do something, Saul. You will prophesy with them. Now Saul, when he heard that, must just go, what do you mean? You will prophesy with them. Prophecy is the mind of God on our now situation. It's the Word of God with the fire of God's Spirit together. It is the language of God. It is the phraseology of the Spirit. And what he's saying here is this is not gonna be about one preacher. This is about a company of prophets that will declare the Word of God together in the pulpit of your prophetic boldness. And Saul probably, probably could have said, oh, that's not me. That's not me. (laughs) No, it's not you. Until you become a different person. Why? Because Saul, you know, he was physically head and shoulders above everybody else, but this isn't about his temperament, do you realise? He wasn't a born prophet. In fact, this is a foreshadow of Pentecost where your sons and daughters shall prophesy. 
Young and old shall prophesy, male, female, uh, from all kinds of backgrounds and cultures. They will declare, we hear them, and it uses the Greek word, we hear them declaring the megaleos. It's, it means the mega message of God, the, the, the wonderful works of God. We hear it in our own language. And so the, the foreshadowing of Pentecost is when the Spirit of God anoints us and empowers us, each of us become God's prophetic people that declares the wonderful works of God. And you might be here to say here today saying, well, that's not my personality. This has nothing to do with personality. This has got everything to do with the anointing of God. You are called to be a priest of God, a prophet of God that declares the wonderful works of God. <laughs> God did not give you the spirit of timidity, <laughs> but a spirit of love, power and a sound mind. Fear is not my Lord. God, I pray that You would empower us with the boldness of Your Spirit. The, the righteous are as bold as a lion. And it's not about volume. It's not about shouting and screaming or thus saith the Lording. It's about declaring the Word of God to our generation because we're empowered by the Spirit of God. Listen, someone needs to hear this. It's time to get your voice back. Amen. It's time to get your voice back. You've got something to say in the presence of God. Preparation, elevation, association, and finally transformation. The Spirit of the Lord will control you. It just, it just means you'll be led, you'll be so led and so directed and empowered by the Holy Spirit that you will prophesy with them and you'll be transformed into a different person, different person. Verse nine says, when Saul turned around to leave Samuel, God changed his heart and all the signs came about that day. It all happened. <laughs> the poetic picture in the Hebrew language is this, that when Saul turned his shoulder from the encounter, when, when Saul turned his shoulder, God turned his heart. He had the encounter with God and when he left it, when he'd received that Word by the Spirit of God, when he left it, God immediately gave him a whole new heart. Now the heart biblically is the operating system of the human being, of our soul, our mind, our will, our emotions. It's the seed of our person. And apparently God can give you a whole new heart. You know what that means? It means, it means that God can change the wants. He can change your desires. He can give you a whole new passions, whole new dreams, whole new motivations. God can give us a whole new heart, regeneration. And that day, God gave him a whole new heart. I love how Ezekiel says, you'll know the things of the kingdom have come when God will give you a new heart. He'll take out a heart of stone give you a heart of flesh. What that means is a stubborn heart that's not open to anything and he just remove that and he'll give you a heart that's so soft and sensitive to him. He can do that. It's like you're a different person because he changes the hardware. It's not the software changes, the hardware change. It's a whole new heart. Your future in God will need a different person. And I believe this morning there's a new day in God. It's time change. 
change of a circle, change of an environment, change of language, change of heart. Samuel says, when, when you turn away from this encounter, God's gonna turn something in your life. It's gonna be like you're a different person. Singers and musicians, why don't you come? A different person. Now this message is really only a reality for us and true for us right here in 2024 because of one really powerful reason. It's because of the brutal death, burial, resurrection and ascension to a throne of Jesus Christ that makes these promises our reality. (laughs) Because we can have absolute confidence in approaching that elevation to the hill of the Lord today because Christ went through the elevation to that hill called Golgotha. He carried His cross to His hill called the place of the skull. And when He carried that cross, He he carried our sin, He carried our shame in our place as our substitute sacrifice. (laughs) He carried the curse of sin The Bible says, cursed is anyone who is hung on a tree. And on that tree, on that cross, Jesus took our place. The Bible says He became sin so that you and I could be the righteousness of God that's in Christ Jesus. He took the penalty of sin that we deserve. And when He rose to life, He was raised for our justification. And what that means is that all of His perfect righteousness is now by us trusting in Him, it is given to us, imputed to us as a gift, as if it was ours. So that now when this holy God looks upon us, He sees our lives hidden in Christ's perfection. And He says, come up to me, come up to me. And our lives have been invited into that encounter with God. So now by simple faith alone, just trusting, trusting Jesus, trusting His finished work, we have a new and living way. Now, because of His finished work on our behalf, Scripture declares in Hebrews 4, 16, let us therefore come boldly, not timidly. He hasn't given us a spirit of timidity, not the spirit of a mouse. Righteous are as bold as a lion. Let us therefore come boldly, to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. What does that mean? It means that we can come, we can come, we're invited. We're, come boldly, into, come to the mountain of the Lord with great confidence and expectation, not in yourself, but in the finished work of the cross, we can come boldly into the presence of God and we receive grace. It's a throne of grace. What is that? It's the undeserved, unearned favour and unconditional love and kindness towards us because of our faith in Christ. So come, come and receive grace. Come and receive help. It's not a self-help program, guys. It's a receiving of the empowering of God that's 
in Christ. There's a fresh empowering, fresh revelation. There's fresh direction that flows from a throne and it's a throne of grace. It's time to go up in Jesus' Name. Amen. Why don't you stand to your feet all over this place this morning. Maybe you've been depleted in your spiritual confidence. Maybe your dreams are depleted. Maybe you're flat. Maybe your passion's depleted. Maybe you feel worn out. Maybe there's some donkeys that you've been chasing around. Maybe over December and January, maybe you felt a little bit lost. Maybe you felt empty, like things, things are just so ordinary, so pointless. Maybe you're feeling a lack of purpose. But listen, God is about to do something completely new. He's calling you close. He's calling you up. Come to the God who says, behold, I'm making all things new. Come on, let's worship together in Jesus' Name. Thanks for joining us today. Find more resources and discover what's next for you at edgechurch.com.